0: Welcome to Sweeping the Country one more time. A very interesting vault edition today with my co host, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy. You know, uh, I,
1: just, I don't know where I thought of this. I just, just happened to think of, you know, Ali Baldwin's been the news so much. Sure. And I remember I really haven't interviewed him a lot over the years, a little bit. Yeah. But I didn't save many of them. I saved this one. I think it's one of the first times that we ever actually met. It was for a movie called The Getaway. Oh, I remember uh, that. 1994. I think it was a remake, actually, of a film, maybe with Steve McQueen or somebody yeah, like that. Yeah, it had been done before, but, yeah. Yeah, it has been done before. So his wife, uh, Kim Basinger, is in it. He's in it. So I said, let's just hear what Alec Baldwin sounds like. You know, we had an... It, 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 he's an interesting complex... Uh, he's an excellent actor. Yeah, he is. Technical good. actor. Um, whether it's Broadway... Or whatever, Hunt for Red October is one of my favorite movies. He
0: plays a great bad guy. I don't know what it is. He
1: can yeah. he can play a dark figure. I think it's yeah. easy for him to do. But he was good in Hunt for Red October. Yeah, he was. He just screwed it up. He could have done more. Yeah, but he got into him about money and and they just cut. You know, they said no, no, it's not worth it. So yeah. let's get into it. And first of all, this is the movie The Getaway, and we started about how getting into a role. I don't know that. He was that familiar with kind of talking about this thing, but he got a little deeper as we go. How do you get into the role of something like anything?
2: When you uh, do a part, do you live the part? or you cut it, Can you cut it off real easy? You know,
3: it, I think it's different when you do films than when you do uh, uh, theater, for example. Um, most of the time when I do films, no, I don't live the part in any Significant mm-hmm. sense. I think a little bit sometimes it mm-hmm. stays with you. You know, this movie it stayed with me because uh, uh, one thing I tried to do was to uh, to practice keeping cool. Yeah. Because this is a guy that thrives by keeping cool. But when you do a film, you you do the actual scene work. Such a limited part of the day. So much of the day is waiting around for them to do all the technical adjustments. Uh, when I did Streetcar Named Desire on Broadway, that presented some problems for me because I, I went through the, the day just daring anybody <laughs> to challenge me. Well, how about a crazy part like
2: me. Miami Blues? I mean, that guy was <clears> really wacky.
3: No, that wasn't at all to me. I, so I you just turned that me. off and on because it's so Yeah, that, that was very cartoonish to me. That wasn't you know, uh, anything you would deal with like that. But I think that uh, you know, the, the, there's the opportunity for that, and sometimes that does happen. Sometimes it does happen. And uh, it depends on the role. Some roles, it does, some roles it does happen to you. I know when I did Streetcar, I walked around a lot thinking, you know, that no one could hurt me. I could walk through a building. I just had this super kind of, you know, tenacity.
2: Now, in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, I, I see, I don't know you, but I kind of get the impression that there is a part of you that can get into that kind of character fairly easily
3: because you're passionate and you're intense well, and you're- well, I think that you know sometimes you um, I think some people can. I think some actors they they do that. They they kind of live it and they gravitate toward parts that either are who they are or are who they think they are. Mm-hmm. And then there are actors I think who, who I tend to just believe this that this is true of myself. We really it is more of your your sense of an impersonation of who that person would be, and it really has little to do with who I am. Because I remember when we did Glenn Gary, someone said to me, <clears throat> what were you thinking of? And I said, well, all I could think about was uh, that scene in Patton when George C. Scott slaps that guy in the head because he's disgraced everybody with his cowardice. And I had to have an image that I could lock into that I could say to myself, well, okay, I get it now. This is what this scene is about. So that's what I clicked into. Hmm. Because I only have the one scene, you know, it's not like I have to build a whole character like those other guys do. And uh, so that was kind of where I was coming from when I did that movie was, I thought of him, uh, that this guy was Patton, you
2: know. Well, I thought of a good remake for you and Kim, to redo uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and Lucy and Ricky. Because I mean, I think this would be the modern day Lucy and Ricky of all time. I know she's, that you occasionally will say, uh, Lucy, now you've got to behave, Lucy.
3: I said, Lucy, 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 what are you doing? Um, yeah, she, there is a little Lucy and Ricky. Hopefully there's a little Lucy and Ricky in everybody's relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, uh, that's a good sign if you do. But she looks like she could be a little Lucy every once in a while. Yeah, she has some Lucy in her. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, Lucy uh, has entered her body.
2: Now, Kim says she, would, she feels comfortable on a tractor on a farm. Is Alec that way?
3: No. I didn't no. think you were a farm guy no. necessarily. <coughs> Well, if you take the lyrics to the old television show Green Acres <laughs> and reverse them, I will sing the Eva Gabor lyrics and she can sing the Eddie Albert lyrics. No New York is where I'd rather stay. I get allergic smelling hay. How about food? Are you food compatible? Um, no, we're not, not at all. My wife and I have a purely physical relationship. This is to- Yeah,
2: This is totally one of those deals and I've been there. Where uh,
3: opposites attract, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. I'm I'm a Yankee. She's a rebel, and uh, I uh, I don't. Uh, we're compatible. You want to know something? We've become compatible food wise. Because if we didn't, I would go hungry a lot.
2: Like she tells me that you can do some dressing down occasionally and get a little intense, and that's not her style. And so she says we're not we're not going to do this. Yeah, she she. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the Italian in you. That's you can blame it on that. I. Guess. You know I don't have any Italian in me. But. Well, I guess everybody <coughs> in New York has. But a maybe I stuff. do.
3: I do have some Italian in
2: me. she has German in her. So that's a whole other deal. But that's, yeah, no, we de- definitely we're opposites. We're definitely. That is so funny. Uh, let me ask you an Oscar question. Do you deal with all that junk, the race and the campaigns and all? That? You'd rather just not think about it as an actor, the competition, or how do you stand on all that? I,
3: I never really think about that. I think that the Oscars are. Uh, are, uh, like any awards, you know, they they have a varying degree of significance and a varying degree of, of merit to them. I mean, so often I have people who are my favorites uh, who I love and I want them to, you know, I'll watch the program and I'll think, you know, some, not every year, but some years I'll watch and say, well, I hope so-and-so wins an Oscar, you know. <clears throat> and, we, and we all know there's a this whole litany of great actors who never got an Oscar. But, uh, and the Oscars, they make, you know, some, I think, some, some bad choices, too, sometimes. But, I mean, that's the, the nature of the show. Well, you like politics,
2: shows. and it's nothing more political than the Oscars. So is that the part that you say you don't like about them <coughs> that's so political?
3: Well, um, I don't, uh, no, it's, it, it has nothing to do with not liking them or liking them. It, ha- it just has to do with uh, sometimes I, I see somebody who I really, really think, well, I hope that this person... Is rewarded for the effort that they made and the Oscars in this business are for better or worse the reward for excellence in this business mm-hmm. and I'll give you one example <clears throat> I would love to see everybody who was re- involved in Schindler's List yeah. win an Oscar because I was so devastated by this movie I mean anybody who has not seen this movie has got to go see this movie it's a really one of the few important movies of the last five to ten years and uh hopefully they will and if they don't well i mean some years the oscars i, don't, I just don't agree with what happens yeah. but that's just the way it is thank you much yeah finally. you too i see thank you
1: you know it was interesting that we got into the end of this that uh, he sees himself as jaja gabor what in the green acres you know <laughs> we talked about that in the interview and that he says you know remember the old show green acres uh, New York is where I'd rather stay. I get yeah. allergic smelling. Hey, Kim Basinger <laughs> likes the country. He liked the city. They were polar opposites. Fascinating. And they were married for a relatively short period of time, had a child together. But um, I, I just love her. Uh, we're fellow Southerners. We have a great time talking. So let's get into it. We I just finished talking to her husband. So now I'm talking to
2: Kim Basinger, the wife. In real life. I've decided a movie you can remake again. Excuse me? It's not a movie, but it's a television show. I think you and Alec would be good at Lucy and Ricky.
4: <laughs> oh.
2: Are you anything like Lucy? Is he anything like Ricky?
4: It is so funny that you said that. He says to me, on the average, maybe six, seven times a week, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> he does. So we live that life. I mean, whether you'd want to do it on the screen or not, I don't think that's for us. But we live a Ricky and lucy life existence.
2: So there's a little Lucy in Kim, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I... Yeah, I don't know whether I want to admit that or not, but yeah, I there can is. see that.
2: I, know, I, I can't see you doing the whiny kind of, Ricky, but I can see you doing some other things.
4: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, you know, I, I connive behind Alex's back and do things, and all of a sudden, it might go a little, oh, God, and he says, Lucy, you know? You
2: know? I was making some notes on things, and I want to hit a couple things really fast here. One, I, I, you strike me as someone that would make a New Year's resolution. Am I wrong in thinking that? Any kind of resolutions. Do you do that?
4: I don't think I really do it.
2: You just like No, pass? I think
4: I might have done that um, years ago, but I, I don't do that. I just don't, you know?
2: Do you set goals for yourself?
4: Um, not really.
2: You just kind of let it flow?
4: I just let it. I let it flow.
2: You're no, like I'm a reed
4: in the wind. And I, yeah, I'm pretty consistent with the way I discipline myself. I mean, like exercise and all the things mm-hmm. that usually, the normal um, New Year's resolutions and things. I'm, I'm pretty much uh, set in my ways that way. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not that I don't have anything I could improve. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm always trying to learn and always trying to improve on a daily basis, so I just feel like it continues on. Right.
2: How does Kim mm-hmm. express anger? Um, Are you a screamer?
4: N- no, I'm not. Are you a powder? No, I'm not. I, in fact, f- for years I had trouble with anger because it, I was never angry and could not get angry. It was real funny. And um, Alec taught me how to get angry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Alex nah. strikes me as the kind he can kind of lash oh. out. He's probably oh. got a mouth on him that's unbelievable when he dresses you down if he wants to. It would he's be black he,
4: Irish Catholic. Yeah,
2: I can see that. Street
4: New York. I mean, yeah. you know, a Long Island boy, and he has a temper, and right. he he has a temper, but he's also you know a lot of that is passion.
2: Controlled, passionate about everything. He's, he is very
4: <clears throat> passionate about things, and I watch him and I just go, "Now
2: you're going to have a heart
4: attack if by the you know you have." got to calm down. I mean, this is ridiculous. We handle our anger very different. I'm not a screamer or anything like that. I don't like that kind of,
2: I I just don't like that in the house. That's good. That's that's fine with me. I have found something disturbing about your eating habits as I've always been concerned with them (laughs) since we talked about iced tea last time.
4: (laughs) Love iced tea still.
2: Uh, Corn off the cob.
4: Corn off the cob. You don't
2: eat corn on the cob?
4: What this was this something in This thing.
2: magazine said all oh, these food right. things you like. Corn off the cob. I said, This girl from the South, she doesn't eat corn on the cob.
4: Oh, I love corn on the cob. On the cob. But, but good. you've never, you know, if I was going to the chair or something and it was my last meal, <laughs> I'd go, There's a, a southern fried corn off the cob. Have you ever had it? I
2: don't think so. Oh, man. I mean, I've had like it, corn off the cob, but it's not fried. Oh, you've missed everything. <laughs> well, good. Well, great. I've,
4: I mean, I haven't eaten it in uh, 10 years. Of, 15 years but i mean it's it's like it's beyond
2: okay it's I'll, great. I'll take your advice on Please. That. So,
4: southern fries. cuz we're pie. very
2: compatible in most everything except pumpkin pie so
4: you don't like pumpkin pie
2: no but that's all right what kind of pie do it. you like hmm?
4: what kind of pie do you like
2: coconut cream pie custard you, pie apple pie
4: you like creamier things fruit i things. like yeah
2: I was not a big chocolate fan. By the way, I had to tell you how sexy you were in Wayne's World. My goodness. You didn't hear the groans in the audience from grown men. It's embarrassing. You were your children, you're watching these things, and you know, you're doing this. What's wrong, Daddy? You know, it's that kind of thing. I just wanted to let you know you bothered people with that. That was great.
4: She was a great character.
2: So, was it fun working with Alec, or is he pretty, you know, I know you've worked with him before, but now that it's the husband and wife thing and you were that much closer. Was there a different relationship in this movie?
4: Well, the funny thing was, um, we weren't married then. I mean, we were together, of course, but uh, it, was, it was beyond happen. Ma- made you a act- better actress? Well, I think with each part, you try your best to improve on some level, you know, but, um, <clears throat> you know, he's a marvelous co-star. He's a wonderful actor. And um, I think subliminally, before we even had the first day of filming, I think we made a deal subconsciously that we were just co-stars that's the way it went we had separate relationships with the director separate relationships with people and we treated each other like co-stars just with Correct. respect and it, it was just wonderful
2: well you know i think you're wonderful you could read the phone book and i'd like it so it'd be fine thank, thank
4: you thank you so much wow. you
2: a real georgia peach you know
1: she's done so many good movies <laughs> oh, vicki vale i thought she was great as Vicky vale in the batman movie well, with, with uh, Michael Keaton, I thought that was the it, that never got any better to me because yeah. Jack Nicholson was the best bad guy ever. Yeah, Michael Keaton was the best Batman. She was the best Bat girlfriend. You yeah, know, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There were others that were okay, but uh, I liked all of no, them. No, I, I loved Tabuki her. And Bale,
0: I really liked. You had brought up off Nine the air and a half
1: weeks. There. Holy cow! I know that's the hottest movie
0: ever. It was. Th- oh, that, man, that was, was borderline. Not an R-rated movie. It was. I mean, it come really on. It really was. Yeah, it was good. It stuff. really was. And then she'd been
1: in a, a number of other movies, but let's continue. Oh, L.A. Confidential. Oh, That's great. What we happen to be talking about next.
2: Kim, do you ever think you were born too late? You know, that you maybe should have been a Veronica Lake type time person. Not that anything's wrong with you now, of course, but that really fits you, that time period. The natural and this.
4: Yeah, I, I love the 40s and 50s period of time. I love filmmaking and movie stardom and all the magic and the mystique of that era but you know something someone else asked me this too would you have preferred to live in that era and to be really honest I think although I think I'm sure they had their problems and I'm sure it really hasn't changed that much so I'll sort of keep keep where I am I think I'm meant to live now. They
2: didn't have a lot of air conditioning so I couldn't have gone back there. There you
4: go. Air conditioning is a good thing.
2: Air conditioning is a great thing. Especially in the
4: south with the humidity. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, If you had to be, I was looking at your whole list of characters, all the ones you played. If you really had to be one of those ladies through some Star Trek episode or something, you really had to become one, which one would you most likely could you live with if you had to be that lady of all the ones you've ever played?
4: That's interesting. If I can think back on all of them, um, I'll tell you a really fun one that I thought was a real good-hearted, wonderful girl was Nadine. Mm -hmm. You know Nadine? Mm -hmm. I like her, and, and, and Robert Benton uh, wrote that script for me, but from a real person in this life, and <laughs> she seemed to have a really good time, so I like her very much.
2: And see, what every man is doing out there in television land right now is saying, God, I wish she would have said nine and a half weeks, and that would have just made me... <laughs> oh, that no. Just ended, that would have just ended my life.
4: Oh, no, oh, no. Elizabeth was too complicated, and, and she like was you're another... Not. Oh, my God. Like she you're was, not, though. know oh, but I'm, I'm much simpler than that. I mean, I don't know. Elizabeth had a lot of... She was a multi layered.
2: When you were in high school, what was that Kim like? Was she a shy wallflower type, or was she dating the high school quarterback, or what were you doing? Were you outgoing?
4: I was, uh, no, I was extremely, extremely shy. And uh, I actually found it very difficult to even be called on. I mean, I, I had trouble with this all my life, being called on to stand up and read out loud. I mean, it's a natural thing a student does, actually. So I, I was really shy. in fact, um, I know at the end of my senior year, I was in the, the uh, Athens Junior Miss pageant, and I sang a song because I was really I loved music mm-hmm. and I was and I had a pretty good voice and, and I sang uh, "Wouldn't it be Lovely" from my Fair Lady?" Mm-hmm. And I remember it was in the school auditorium the pageant was held and <laughs> i finished this song thank god i got through it and i'd really done a wonderful job and and on a bet from my father my father bet me that i would still be alive at the end of the performance that i would not die because i was so scared to death to get out there and do that and i remember when i finished the song this is what happened (laughs) people were like
3: oh yeah.
4: They didn't even know I. They, I mean, they they had no idea I could sing. I mean, they didn't know. I, I, they didn't have any idea whether I could talk, much less sing. So, so they were so shocked to it see was little just, Kim
2: out there doing that, huh? That's exactly.
4: So where'd right. you get
2: this confidence from that allows you to be where you are today? Somewhere, someone must have gotten it. You must have gotten a divine intervention or something that said, "Okay, I can go out to Hollywood. I can go to New York. I can do anything."
4: Well, I think I have some of that um, faith and determination that it takes to see your dream sort of come true, tenacity, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. But at the same time, I, it's been a struggle for me. It's been a, an incredible struggle for me because uh, we all are, you know, this world, we all have our insecurities and mm-hmm. our fears, and um, and mine were very extreme at time. and especially to choose a profession like this where I don't even like to look at myself on film.
2: Has, be, has being a mom actually increased your confidence and changed you?
4: Oh, it certainly has brought much clarity into my life and it has freed me so much and it's made me, it's made me see how all of these little fears, just it's minimalized them, it's made them really go away. I mean they just don't exist anymore Mm -hmm. because you just don't have time for that, that focus anymore, that focus on yourself so much. Now I, you know, I have a huge responsibility, and I'm so in love. And
2: and you find, and really though, even though you thought you were in love before the baby, you don't really know what love is until you have a child, oh, that um, it's unbelievable what that does to you. It's like a it's, whole new thing.
4: It's beyond. Mm-hmm. It's motherhood. It's the best role I'll ever play. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. It's the greatest thing I'll ever do, no matter what accomplishments come from here on. I, I just, I'm so in love with her, both Alec and myself mm-hmm. are so in love with her, we're sort of dizzy,
0: you know. It's good experience. to see you so
2: happy. and You're doing great work.
1: Thank it's you. good to see you again.
0: Thank you very much. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I'd, I'd like either. to again. I would too, and it uh, might be the best one she's ever done. I mean, I do like the Batman too. But... It may have been the best acting job yeah. I
1: think she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she really had to act in that. Russell Crowe was great when he was in that too as Bud. I remember yeah. he was Detective Bud something. I don't even remember who else was in it, but L.A. Confidential great was movie. an excellent, excellent film. And then we went on to talk about uh, in a movie called Sentinel, and I like that one because I love Michael Douglas a lot, great actor, and I love Kim and I love uh, Kiefer Sutherland, who was in that one, and uh, both were good. I mean, it was all three of my favorite people. Wow. In that movie, The Sentinel. I don't think it did well, but you know, sometimes you just can't figure things like that out. So let's continue talking. To. I wish my girlfriend Kim Bessinger.
2: So, you've already got my head red. And that's a sign that I'm <laughs> blushing with you already. And I was, you know, I told you I couldn't even go to the refrigerator for so many years. I've been in therapy because of you. Because of the Mickey Rourke movie, you know, it was just it really bad. And you were beautiful as usual. Being the first lady, now that's an interesting role for you.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: What are the kind of things over the years types? So, I know you got offered hooker roles all the time, and you did well. You got an Oscar because you played one of those. But what kind of girls do they mostly want you to play?
4: Um, You know, it varies. I think as life goes on, you're offered more, uh, just different uh, variety. I've been very lucky. If you kind of look at m- the roles I've played, uh-huh. especially lately, I've been very lucky. Um, it's just a variety. And I would get bored if they just kept asking me to do the same thing over. Yes, they do keep asking you, you know, uh, some films to uh, play the sexy, whether it's a mom or all the way, and that gets all boring. It really does. But I've been pretty lucky, I think.
2: I don't think you've worked enough, if you want to know the truth. I mean, I really would, I, I think that you're pretty picky about what you do, aren't you?
4: Um, well, let me ask, let me answer the first part. I don't think I have either, but it hasn't been for lack of really wanting to. Um, it's just, I think there's a, la- a lack of anything that really turns me on. Right. That's true. And I am, I, am, I am picky. I don't want to just go to work to work. I don't. I mean, I'm a, I'm a single mom. I have to work for a living. So I don't have the luxury to just do an art film mm-hmm. a year. You know, I don't have that. So I do have to work. But um, I just don't find a lot of things well written. And it's the writing. It's the, you just got to have it. Or you've got to at least have something that you can work with to make it while you're making it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and it's wonderful if you have a co-star, a director, t- t- you know, co-stars that you just want to work with. That's that's half the battle as well. I mean, Michael
2: Douglas is a take charge guy, isn't he, as you take watched charge. him run this movie?
4: Take charge. I mean,
2: there's take no doubt charge. about who, who was kind of one of the boss men on this thing.
4: Well, and that's one reason why I wanted to do this at all from day one. It was Michael. I, we always wanted to work together. Um, but he's a great people. Not everybody thinks of him. It's just other than in the industry, you know, Michael's a phenomenal producer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's won awards for it and everything. And, and he hands on everything, hands on everything. So I knew it would be in good hands. Um, but then when Kiefer, and I thought, that's smart. Kiefer, like, sh- I'm a 24 girl, so me I'm too. really in love. Yeah, me too, I, I really am. But I'm a huge Kiefer Sutherland fan from way back. Just watching him in a mm-hmm. scene when you're flipping stations, I just, I'm mesmerized by mm-hmm. him. Um, and then Eva, I thought, now that's a choice. That's kind of vibrant and, and really a great choice. I thought eclectic, fun, genres, wonderful, the action genre, thriller, great. I said, this is good. This is good. This is going to be good. You know. Is your Georgia
2: background and your Georgia girl sense still working for you pretty much?
4: I don't think that ever leaves you. You know, if you're really... Um, if you came from that foundation and you know that and you developed and started sort of your garden was planted there and it kept growing, I don't think it ever leaves you. know one shame. thing
2: out here? They still can't make iced tea. I don't care how long you've been out here and I've been coming, I still have yet to have a decent glass of iced tea.
4: No, I'm not. I'm pretty much with you. Four Seasons here—it's doing pretty good. Oh, they can but, do fruit
2: tea and all that, but they don't yeah, have our tea.
4: Yeah, no, no well, no. well, we're not in the South and you don't have, I, I doubt... If we went down to the kitchen right now, we'd find too many Southern women down there.
2: Good to see you again. You're beautiful nice as always. Team. This is—it was nice seeing you in an elegant role as Thank the First you. Lady. It made me want to go out and vote for you, or try to get you in office, or something. Thank
4: you. All Maybe right. down the little... no well. Thank no. you, darling.
2: Bye. <laughs> I just do love her.
1: Well, I just, is do. she married of now, Jimmy? Of, I... them, of all <laughs> of them, she's my favorite. <laughs> is she available now, or is she? I don't know. I don't. You know, it's just—we were like digging. two ships that passed in the night <laughs> back in those days. <laughs> She was uh, from it. near Atlanta and uh, just, you know, there are all these actresses and people say, which woman's your favorite one? Yeah. And for a thousand reasons, it was Kim Basinger.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I could I probably, could name a bunch too for her. I thought, I mean, growing up all the movies through the eighties and nineties and, uh, and the movies that she did, she was a, she was a sex symbol. I mean, there's no, no, no around doubt about it. Yeah. I, she was a Bond girl technically. Was she really?
1: Uh, never say never again was that remake of Thunderball with mm-hmm. Sean Connery when he wasn't working with the the people that owned the Bond franchise, but that was a script and a project that was able to take it off the reservation, so to speak. And so they redid it yeah. and competed yeah. with Bond. Mm. And uh, the one thing they couldn't have that I think just made, it was a good movie. Connery was great. She was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. But the score and you realize how important the music of James Bond was.
0: Isn't that something? Uh,
1: it, it could not do the dun, 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 that stuff. Yeah. You know, the, the, and without that to me, GoldenEye didn't use much of it either. That's why that's my least favorite Bond movie of that series. I, they didn't, the, the director didn't want to use it. And yeah, so he was a jackass because that was such a character. Oh, the yeah. music is a character in I the bond agree, movie, i agree as it is with indiana jones yep as it is with star wars yes indeed and a number of other pictures that are just so musically oriented their themes by the way the i know bond you had bond themes you know are iconic
0: i know you had missed like ships passing in the night but there's a movie you haven't seen that she is in that i didn't know she was in in 2017 50 shades darker that might. Nope, but don't know that one. (laughs) It was part of the Fifty Shades of Grey series, so I didn't know she was in that at all. That was in 2017, so fascinating stuff. But she's been in some really, really great movies over the years, no doubt. The
1: Natural was one that I I barely remember her in that, but that was Robert Redford and a baseball movie. Yeah, That was one I, you know, some movies you just don't ever see pop up and you don't ever think about. I don't know if that one's not, not available. I have it it's somewhere in my be. collection that, I that think, was but such
0: a great yeah. movie 1980s sometime 83 don't you remember that one when he hits the home run and the light hits the lights out yep. in the outfield yeah that's one of the most iconic yeah
1: uh, scenes in motion pictures
0: that was a great movie a really great movie well, no doubt anyway not.
1: i love kim basinger alec baldwin i respect yep but you know i don't know he's in such
0: a mess he's in a fine one <laughs> It's a big pickle. No doubt about it. Well, Jimmy, it's always a pleasure to go back and listen to uh, these artists and these these actors and actresses and singers. And it's just fascinating, especially when they're really young and you find out how they were and how they are now. And it's intriguing to me every time. And every week you can hear another great episode uh, on Sweeping the Country from the vault right here with myself, Derek Walker, and this famous guy, Mr. I'm Jimmy Carter, and we all say good day. Good day.